0: Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 71, Reflections, Five Pivotal Lessons that I Learned in 2014. Hi, this is Michael Hyatt from michaelhyatt.com, and you're listening to the Strategic Living Podcast with my friend Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. You have found the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams, activating your destiny. And yes, I believe that when we do that, we can literally change cultures and nations. It's always our desire to see you healed, your mind renewed and transformed, We want to see you discover who you really are and everything that God has uniquely created you to do and to be. going to be an awesome program today. We are looking back so that we can look forward. Let's get started, everybody. Great to have you with us today on this first edition of the program in the month of February. Can you believe that 1 12th of this new year is already behind us. It's amazing how quickly time flies when you're having fun. But I just am amazed at the fact that we were just talking about what are we going to do different in 2015? And how are we going to approach life differently? What are we going to be focused on? And and I tell you what, it, it's so critical that we grab a hold of this clarity and vision and a real focus on who we are and why we're here and what we're going to be busy doing because time is moving and nothing can stop that. Well, someone once said that hindsight is twenty-twenty, And maybe this is true, maybe it's not. I do, however, see great value on reflecting on a previous season, be it a calendar year or just a season of life you've been through, or maybe a conference you've attended, but some pocket of time, window of time that you've now proceeded completely through. I believe there's great value in reflecting on that. And in doing so, identify the major lessons that you've learned and maybe even the landmarks that you have crossed. And today, What I want us to do is to do just that. I want us to look back a little bit. I want us to consider what have we learned? What have we come to understand? What have we gained clarity in? Sir Winston Churchill once said, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. This is why I believe it's so important that we take just a little bit of time and consider what lessons What landmarks have we discovered along the way? So today, I want us to look back on 2014 and share with you, I'm going to share with you, five pivotal lessons that I personally learned in 2014. Well, let's jump right in here, and without a lot of opening comments, I just want to begin sharing with you five of the many lessons, and there's a lot more that I could share with you, but for the sake of time, I whittled it down to five key things that I believe I grabbed a hold of in this previous season. Number one, I learned and I discovered that walking with the Father, that is my Heavenly Father, is a daily choice. It's not something that I just decide one day, okay, I'm going to do this, and by some default mechanism, it just happens. It is a conscious, deliberate choice that I must make every single day. When I wake up in the morning, I have to think in terms of, today I choose to walk with Him. You know, over the last three years, I've begun to learn what it means to walk with my Heavenly Father. I've talked on this program many times about my discovering, even though I've been a Christian for most of my life, my discovering how to be led by the voice of the Spirit, how to listen for that voice and to track and trust His leadership in my life. And this is such a critical thing because I have to embrace and believe at a heart level that He has plans for my life. I have to embrace at a heart level that his plans for me are great plans. I have to embrace the idea that I am destined for greatness. He's already appointed me. He's already assigned me to something. He's already seen the end from the beginning. And my, my role and my grace and my, my the objective, I suppose, is simply to do one thing. Just walk with Him. Because the Bible tells us that His Spirit will lead us and guide us into all truth. I have to tell you, as it relates to walking with the Father daily, it is so easy to retreat back into a place of being in control, which I find that term quite humorous, where we control our environment. We, we want to have our hands on the steering wheel so much to the point where we take over and no longer is his direction or his leadership priority, where we don't necessarily wait for clarity. We just act where we don't necessarily exercise patience, we just get after doing something that seems right to us, where even when we do hear his voice or we sense a particular direction that he's leading us, for whatever reason, we don't trust him fully and therefore we don't follow after that direction. So we, we retake control. This old country song that Carrie Underwood sings, Jesus, take the wheel. You know, that, that metaphor is so powerful because truly, if we want to arrive at the destination he's chosen for us, it would make sense for us to choose every day just to walk with him and let him lead us. I have to choose to follow. I have to choose to listen. I have to choose to trust. It's a choice. I don't have to do it. But if I want to be where he wants me to be, it really is a good idea. Not too long ago, I did a podcast, Learning to Hear and Follow Father's Voice, and I'd love to reference you back to that to refer you back to that. BrianHolmes.com slash 054 is where you can find that episode, and I believe it will be very helpful to you. So number one, walking in the with the Father is a daily choice. It's my first lesson I've learned. Number two, I learned the importance of reading. You think, well, that's really obvious. I have stated for many years that one of my top 10 governing values is that I am a lifetime learner. And I I can tell you with some conviction that that has been true of me. I'm always learning from internet articles. I'm always learning from taking courses, attending conferences. But only in the last 12 to 18 months have I really become a legitimate and avid reader. So much so now that I have developed a deep sense or a conviction that reading is paramount to my personal growth. Reading is so important to where I'm going. 2014, I read 15 books. My goal was 12, and I did 15. And I will tell you that one of the reasons I was able to accomplish that is because I listened or read to a number of those books in audio format but in becoming a reader, a legitimate reader, someone who is constantly reading books in whatever form that is, my mind is sharper. I can tell you definitively that I know more. I have more knowledge about certain topics and principles and ideas than I did 12 months ago. And because of this, as it relates to my helping other people and serving other people, I'm able to offer more to them. I am growing personally, I'm growing internally, and I have grown intuitively, meaning when when this information and this revelation and this understanding that comes by reading, when it becomes a part of you and you're presented with an opportunity to help someone, our Our DNA, the way we're wired, we go to the repository of knowledge that is unconscious to us, and out of what we've read, out of what we've learned, we come forward with solutions. We come forward with ideas. We come forward with counsel or encouragement because we have fed ourselves properly. Therefore, we're able to offer properly. I am feeding my mind with positive, life-building, life-growing materials. And this is important for so many reasons, not the least of which, by the way, is that there is so much garbage and negativity and agenda-laced propaganda being hurled at us that I believe we have to be very intentional and very deliberate about feeding our mind with those things that will grow us, build us, and qualify us for greater effectiveness. In fact, One of the scriptures that I love to associate with this idea is where the Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God first. But then there's this other piece, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. What does that mean? It means that I am constantly adding to my database so that when God looks at me and he sees an opportunity for me to minister to or to touch or to assist or to serve someone in some capacity, that that opportunity will not be passed over, that I will not be standing in front of this opportunity and not able to perform because I didn't take the time to be a learner, a reader. So the second big lesson that I embraced in 2014 was it's critical, it's important that I am a reader. Lesson number three, and this one's going to get fun. Lesson number three that I learned in 2014 is that being understood is overrated. I said being understood is overrated. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, can I just tell you, it is impossible for other people to fully understand where I am or where I'm going if they themselves are not on the exact same path that I'm on. Here's the thing even if they had received the same invitation I received at the same moment and they, they, for whatever reason, did not go on the path or cho- chose not to at that moment, the fact is is that if I am three steps ahead or if I am 20 miles removed or if maybe I took a 90-degree turn because God was leading me elsewhere and they kept on going straight, The fact is is that I cannot expect other people to understand where I am, what I'm thinking, or where I'm going if they're not walking in lockstep with me. And that doesn't mean they're wrong for going where they've gone. They may simply be on a different path. But I must not strive to be understood. Uh, It's not my job to help others understand me. You see, if I allow being misunderstood to keep me from moving forward in the direction God's leading me, whether it be because of insecurity or my need for approval or, or somehow for that person to you know look upon me a certain way, then I forfeit what's ahead for who is behind. I'm going to say it again. When I allow being misunderstood to keep me from moving forward, then I am forfeiting what is ahead for me for who is behind me. I'm giving up what God's placed in front of me because I'm more concerned about who I'm leaving behind. Being understood is overrated. That leads me to number four, when these two go hand in hand. The fourth lesson that I learned in 2014 is that not all relationships will follow you to the next level. I'm going to say this again. Not all relationships will follow you to the next level in your life. Listen, life is lived on levels, experienced in stages. And as we go from, as the Bible says, faith to faith, glory to glory, as we go from one level in our life and graduate and God leads us into another plane, another dimension of our progress, of our destiny, you must know that not everyone who functioned with you, hung out with you, Enjoyed being around you or was your best bud on level A is going to make it to the next level with you. You know, I think sometimes we fall prey to this leave no man behind idea. And I think that's one of the most honorable, most awesome, most powerful, and righteous ideals, especially as it relates to our military and and how we deal with those who are injured or wounded or even have been killed in the line of duty. That I understand, but let's just separate that out for a moment and think about this in the context of our progress, our movement. We we take on this responsibility to bring everybody with us wherever we're going. And while this is a, a wonderful ideal, it is my strong belief that in so many cases it's just simply not possible in our personal lives. You see, each of us are required to walk out our own journey. Each of us are required to, to live out our own process. And while I am responsible for me, and in some ways I'm even responsible for my family, I cannot become fixated or obsessed with seeing that everyone else come with me wherever I'm going. One, one. It may not be their calling or their their destiny. It may not be the direction that their life is even supposed to go. But more importantly, I've learned this. Most people want to keep you in the place where they're most familiar with you because when you step out of the box and begin to move in a different direction, it requires you and them to look at some things. You just can't make somebody go where you're going. But you can, if you'd like, choose to stay where you are in order to accommodate those people. But remember this, in doing so, you're forfeiting what is ahead for who is behind. So sometimes you have to redefine a relationship. There are times when you're moving to a new level or a new season, you have to establish some new boundaries with relationships that you have. You have to reset expectations. Where on the previous level, your expectations were here, now you have to reset those and and. Put in place different expectations for that relationship. And yes, in some cases, in some cases, a relationship comes to an end. And you must choose whether you stay behind or whether you move forward without that relationship. You know, if you're in business, I love loyalty. One of my great values is loyalty. But if you're in business and you have an employee who's been working on your team for years and years and years, and they're super loyal to you, But for whatever reason, where you're taking the company now, or where you are shifting and changing some things, or where you're growing but they're not growing, that person can actually anchor you to the past or even to the present and and keep you stuck. Sometimes you have to adjust. And if you want to go where you've never been, sometimes you may have to drop somebody off at the station because they just don't have a ticket punch to the next next place. So, number four, not all relationships will follow you to the next level. Lesson number five, and boy, did this one really show up in my life in 2014. New opportunities show up when I become clear on who I am and who I'm not. You know, for a number of years, I've been struggling with this whole clarity thing. Very clear on my talents, my skills, my abilities. I've even been able to, you know, isolate pretty clearly what my passions are and what my strong suits are and even what my lane is, but I have been trying to be everything to everybody and and functioning in so many roles that that might have been right for a season, but in this current season, I I've come to understand that if I'm going to focus on the primary thing that God has given me to do in a particular season, that I cannot be everything to everybody. Interestingly enough for me during 2014, as I became more and more clear on who I am and what I felt strongly called to do, opportunities just began to present themselves to me. No pushing for it, no trying to make anything happen. But man, the clearer I became on who I'm, who am, who am I and why am I here? The, the clearer I became on that, it was like things just began to pop up. You know, it's like kind of going to the grocery store to the airport and you approach those automatic doors that when you get within a certain proximity the door just opens up it's it's that's how what it reminds me of and i will promise you this that if you will focus on discovering who you are and sometimes you arrive at that by figuring out who you're not when you become clear on what you want and sometimes you become clear on that by figuring out what you don't want when you become clear on these things opportunities blessings new relationships business uh, ventures and new connections all these things begin to present themselves it's the old adage when when the student is ready the teacher appears so what f- what are the five pivotal lessons and these are five of maybe about 12 or 15 that I've identified but what are the five main pivotal lessons that I learned in 2015. Number one, that walking with the Father is a daily choice. Number two, I learned and I embraced the significance and the importance of being a regular avid reader. Number three, I discovered and I embraced that being understood is overrated. Number four, I finally figured out that not all relationships will follow me The next level. And number five, new opportunities, new relationships, new connections show up when I become clear on who I am and what I want. So, what can you do to walk this out and apply these to your life? Well, let me just start by encouraging you in this way. Number one, continue to learn how to live in His love. If you did not hear last week's podcast, my interview with Wayne Jacobson on living in the Father's love, you've got to go back and listen to that, Brianholms.com forward slash 070. but continue this precious journey of learning to walk with the Father, learning to live in his love, learning to follow his leadership, learning to hear his voice. Continue to grow in that area. That's one thing you can focus on this year. Number two, you can purpose. And you can decide today to become a lifestyle learner. Set reading goals. Create a book list. I'm going to read these books over the next six months. Research online in certain blogs and podcasts. What are leaders reading? The people that you listen to, the people that influence you, ask them, what are you reading? Become a reader. Number three, this is a big one. Decide that you will not perform to others' expectations, nor will you go out of your way to seek to be understood. Just be you. Just go where God is leading you. Number four, ask yourself this question. What relationships need to be redefined? What relationships need to receive or have new boundaries applied to them? And yes, what relationships need to be eliminated? And number 5, the fifth thing you can do to apply these life lessons, is get clarity on who you are. Get extreme crystal clear clarity on what you want. How do you how do you do this, Brian? Well, get a coach. Hire yourself a life coach. Work with a mentor. Take an online course. Go to a conference. Whatever you have to do to place yourself in an environment or in some accountability where you can Laser in on who you are and what you want. I believe it will make a huge difference in your life. I want to leave you with this question today. As you reflect on 2014, what lessons and what landmarks were important in your life? I'd love to hear from you on this. you want to answer that question or begin a dialogue with us online in our community? If you want to comment on this episode, go to brianholmes.com forward slash 071. Go to the show notes for the episode and scroll down to the comment section. We would love to to engage with you there in conversation. I feel like I could have taken a lot of time and just shared with you 15 or 20 or 30 big things that I feel like I've learned and This previous season, but those five should get you started. Well, a couple of very quick announcements for you here. Our brand new website is launched. We are excited about that. At the time of this recording, we are just about to launch it. By the time you hear this, it should be live. If for some reason it's not, please forgive me, but I'm certain it will be by the time you hear this podcast. And so go check that out. Shoot us an email at support at brianholmes.com. Let us know. Uh, what we can do to serve you better via this new website. And do keep in mind, we have a number of very strong, very powerful resources coming to you in the next couple of months now on this new platform. We have an online course we're going to be releasing in the first quarter of this year that is going to be a game changer for our ministry, for our work, and I believe also for your life and for those that you love and we're going to be releasing a number of courses over the next six months or so. But we're starting with this one. We're going to be also setting up a number of uh, uh, resources that will be linked to the website very often. So you can plug into those. We've got a new, uh, a brand new opt-in uh, that you can utilize. If you'd like to receive that teaching, just right there on the right-hand sidebar of the website, we're giving away an audio series on How to Relate to God as Father. We talked about that today, and I'd love for you to have this free audio series. You can download right to your computer, right to your iPhone, and we'd certainly love to provide that to you. Just fill that information there on the right, your name, your email address. We'll get that over to you right away. On next week's podcast, I'm going to take this to another level by sharing with you 10 reasons everyone should be a reader. I'll also be giving you some keys as to how you can do this with great discipline and some structure, and make it easy where you don't feel overwhelmed with becoming this reader. I'm releasing a brand new series Monday called The Battle for the Mind. That's going to be on our Monday Mastery Program. You can find that at bryanhomes.com every Monday. It's also going to be on our Facebook page. We would love to engage with you there as well. So, new website, and next week, 10 Reasons Everyone Should Become a Reader, and our new Monday Mastery Series, Battle for the Mind. Well, thanks for joining us today on the program. It's always an honor to have you with us. I want to encourage you, if you've not already done so, to subscribe to our weekly email update. You can do that right on the right-hand sidebar of our website, brianholmes.com. Again, we're providing you with this powerful audio series on learning to relate to God as Father as our gift to you for subscribing to that update. Also, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. If you would, if you enjoy the program, or if you would like to share it with someone, we encourage you to do that. As a matter of fact, rate the podcast for us in iTunes. Leave a review. Help us to spread the word and just get other people engaged in this community of strategic living, growing in grace, becoming all God's created us to be. We really encourage you to do that. Well, I trust that something that we've shared today on the program has helped you, has been a blessing to you. I really do want the very best for your life. If you're in need of healing, if your heart is in need of some restoration, I pray that God would do that for you in a very real way. If you're struggling with limiting beliefs or things that are keeping you stuck, I pray that God would transform your mind and that you would be renewed in every way, spirit, soul, and body. Remember this, you are made in his image. You were designed for a very powerful purpose. There's greatness inside of you, and the entire world is waiting for you to show up. In fact, there is someone who needs exactly what you have. Well, My name is Brian Holmes, and I thank you again for being a part of this program. Thanks for being a part of the community. I look forward to seeing you again very, very soon.